Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, I'm Albie Oxenrider, and welcome to the show that never sleeps, The Final Word. We invite you into the conversation every Sunday night right here on Channel 11. Let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists, the afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. Well, 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 Albie, it looks like 80 million guaranteed doesn't buy what it used to. And from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dale Lawley's back. There's a home field advantage in Pittsburgh. And from the trip, also Steelers radio host Tim Benz. Albie, on Saturday at Heinz Field, it was SOP, same old pit. Sunday at Heinz Field, it was SOS, same old uh, Steelers. All right, some of the topics we're talking about tonight. We're looking for five words. How do the Steelers match up next week against the Bengals? What's a reasonable expectation for the Steelers' O-line to start playing better after a high last week and a low this week. What do you think is the emerging identity of this year's Steelers? Plus, the Penguins starting camp. What needs to be their biggest focus in camp? Plus, of course, your final word. But first, the night's big topic. Was today more about what the Raiders did, the Steelers' injuries, or the offensive struggles? Mark, you're first. Albie, it was a heap and helping of all three. Uh, the injuries crippled the defense. Hayden, Bush, and now Watt all out with groin injuries. I think the Steelers need to fire their groin coach. But the offense is absolutely hopeless. The offensive line is rotten. We're going to talk about that more in a bit, but it's not going to get better. Ben's ball appears to have no zip on it. And Chase Claypool, clang, clang, clang. Do I need a welding torch to play in this league? The guy got to hold on to balls that hit his hands. If he does that, the game might turn out different. But really, everything today was a stink sandwich, and every facet of the Steelers has to take a bite. Dale, what happened today? You know, I, I, I just think that, uh, that the offensive line is going to be, continue to be an issue uh, over the course of the season. Uh, maybe they'll start to figure things out, but they can't run the football right now. They did have a little bit of success with Najee Harris. But you can't run Benny Snow anymore. You just can't. Give up on that. Run anybody else. Run me into the line because I'll get as many yards as he does. It's just not working with that. Uh, with no running game, it puts too much on Roethlisberger's shoulders. And the injuries on defense, just as Mark said, crippled the way that they want to play defense. They have a very succinct way of playing to, to play to a victory, and it includes having a suffocating defense. They didn't have that without the injuries. All right, Tim. 
That's true, but I would say for as much praise as we're giving the Steelers pass rush for its versatility and its depth, even without TJ Watt, they should have gotten more than one sack after Watt left the game. And that's all they got. Uh, as far as what went wrong today, Albie, big picture, they gave back everything that they got by beating Buffalo. All the goodwill, all the hope, all the optimism. Now they're just one and one like a lot of us thought they would be when many of us, myself included, were thinking they were about a nine-win team. And frankly, I would have rather lost to Buffalo and see them beat Oakland because Buffalo's going to get in by winning its own division. I'd rather at least have that tiebreaker potential win over Oakland, excuse me, Vegas, if Vegas gets in. All right, uh, a reminder, and you did correct yourself on Oakland there. That's a mistake that will be continue to be made uh, all season. Keep those comments coming. We're on Twitter at WPXI Final Word on Facebook at The Final Word. Now it's time for five words. Give us five words on how do the Steelers match up next week against the Bengals. All right, from Twitter, division game, pray no injuries. Offensive line needs big help. And finally, IR may ruin the party. Now Mark, Dale, and Tim, five words. Matching up against the Bengals next week, Mark. Well, first off, those dopes on Twitter, none of them actually talked about the matchup. My five words are, Joe Burrow is real good. I don't think the Bengals are that good. I think they finally got an okay coach. Cincinnati's not going to get anywhere near the playoffs, but I guarantee you the Bengals will beat the Steelers in one of the two games this year, and that's because Joe Burrow is real good. Dale, five words. It depends on their health. Um, you know, who's going to play in that game next week? We don't know at this point. We'll find out more as the week goes on here. Is T.J. Watt back? Is Joe Hayden back? Uh, you know, is, is Devin Bush back? We know Tyson Alualu is not going to play. He's out probably six to eight weeks with that, with that fractured ankle. Uh, you know, so now you've taken Stephon Tewitt and Tyson Alualu out of that defense up front. They need those other guys to play uh, to be able to, uh, to get past this Bengals team. I didn't, never thought I'd say that, but there it is. Tim, five words. Remember what happened last year. They lost to the Bengals, and at the time, everybody was saying, well, it's okay. They had a stub-their-toe moment against Washington, and Buffalo's a good team, and they'll bounce back against Cincinnati, and they didn't. And this edition of the Bengals, not that good, but better than last year. It's Burrow, not Finley. It's Mixon, not Gio Bernard. It's uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, not the skeleton that was A.J. Green at the end of the season. They can't take this team lightly. And if they did that against Oakland, then shame on, excuse me, Vegas, I did it again, <laughs> then shame on them because uh, that has just happened how many times to them now? Six out of eight tries, six out of eight tries since 2006 when it comes to trying to play against the Raiders. By the way, Albie, if all the groin guys don't come back against Cincinnati, the Bengals win that game. Write it down. You people out there, you wouldn't understand that. You don't have groins. All right. I was going to put somebody on the spot and say, will the Steelers win? Uh, there you have it. Uh, if the injured players don't come back, there's at least one person here predicting a uh, Bengals win. Still to come, what's a reasonable expectation for the O-line to start playing better? Can only get better. The panel talks about that when the final word returns after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the final word. Welcome back. I'm Albie Oxenrider tonight with Mark Madden, Dale Lawley, and Tim Benz. And maybe a few more Oakland Raider references. Back I'll get them in. Don't topic. worry about it. I got time. <laughs> All right, Tim, take it away. What's a reasonable expectation for the offensive line to start playing better? Reasonable expectation is that they can at least muster a few yards in the ground and give, I think, Najee Harris, my gosh, at times today it looked like he was stunned when he had space. Did anybody else notice that? I mean, there were many times I thought when he got the ball, he stutter stepped or didn't know when to accelerate because of the first time he saw some green grass in front of him. Uh, I'm of the opinion that the biggest thing that this offensive line can do, the reasonable expectation is for them uh, to get Najee Harris to a point where he can have a 100-yard game, and, and maybe that comes against Cincinnati, but I'm not even sold that'll be the case. All right, what's a reasonable expectation for the line getting better? Uh, 2048. Uh, Dale, what do you think? I think they took some steps towards doing that today, and here's why. They hit some uh, passes down the field. They attempted some passes down the field that they didn't do really last week against Buffalo. Uh, I think people are being a little too harsh on the line in terms of the pass protection. Oakland's got a pretty good front. I just did it. Tim. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Raiders have a pretty good front. But here's the thing. You know, nobody expected this line to come out and be great. I, I did expect it to be better run blocking. That's been a major disappointment. Uh, but I think, you know, hitting some of those deep balls will back some teams off. We'll see how the Bengals play them next week. If they don't run the ball effectively against the Bengals next week, uh-oh. All right. Uh, thanks for helping out there. That was just to make Tim feel better. Yeah, Mark, absolutely. Mark, what do you think on Teamwork. this? Teamwork. I can't believe what Ted Hendricks did to Terry Bradshaw. Kick him in the head, Ted. Uh, if anybody out there thinks the Steelers' offensive line is going to get much better, I'm afraid I've got some bad news because it has almost no talent. It has almost no pedigree. I like what we're seeing from Kendrick Green. He gets up the field and he's a battler. But beyond that, it stinks. And Ben got hit 10 times today. 10 times. If that keeps up, get Mason Rudolph up in the bullpen. All right. It's a small sample, only two games. But what do you see happening with the Steelers? Dale? The high last week, uh, in, in that the come from behind win in Buffalo, the low this week. What do you see as the emerging identity of the 2021 Steelers, if you see anything at all? Well, I mean, they're a defensive team. They're built to play defense and, and good defense when they have everybody healthy. Obviously, when they don't have everybody healthy, you see what you saw today. Uh, but they can stop just about anybody in the NFL. Uh, they can keep, keep, you know, take a guy out of the game like a Darren Waller, as they did for most of the game today. But you got to have those guys on the field, and then you're playing it close to the vest with the offense because they're not a big offensive score. They're not going to score 28 points a game. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so you, you have to get that running game going to play to, to play uh, complementary football with that defense. And until they do that, this is what they are. They're going to be a team that beats some teams, loses some teams, uh, maybe teams that they should beat and, and lose to some teams they shouldn't lose to. But that's the that's the reality. All right, back to Twitter. The emerging identity, 2020 all over again, except 6-11 and 11 this year. I didn't even watch any of the game because I knew they'd lose. They always lose to the Raiders. All right, Tim, what's your, uh, what's your take? Well, obviously, based on what I said earlier, yeah, the Raiders are a hex for them. They just can't get over this team, and there's not often a threat of consistency, namely City, like we've talked about already where they're playing. But 
uh, when it comes to Carr, they don't have an answer for Carr. He's had three really good games against the Steelers. Now, their identity, what is it? Utter inconsistency, and to that guy's point, maybe a continuation of what we've seen, from, uh, I'd say, since 2018 when they were 7-2-1. and one. From that point on, uh, you just can't count on them. And you couldn't even count on them when they were 11-0 and 0 down the stretch after that. Mark? Well, I don't think what's happened the first two weeks changes my perception of the Steelers. I said before the year they're going to go 8-9. and nine. They could go 9-8, and eight, and I'm sticking with somewhere right around 500. Let's hope it's 9-8 and eight because we need Mike Tomlin to never have had a losing season. But uh, if the groin gang don't come back, and if some of these injuries are long-term on defense, the season could easily totally fall apart. Because if the defense doesn't live up to being elite, the offense can't make up the ground, can't even come close. Uh, Dale, putting you on the spot, you think Najee will get 1,000 yards? I know it's... It's only been well, two here's games. the thing. You, you only, with 17 games, you only have to average about 58 yards rushing per game to get to 1,000 yards. So, yeah, I think he'll get there. I mean, he, if, if anything, he's shown that he can be an every down back and take the big hits, uh, you know, that are involved with that. He's taken some big hits already. So, yeah, I think he can be a 1,000-yard back. I think better days are ahead. I did like the way that they used him in the passing game more this week. I got to say, though, Albie, if the offensive line can't do better blocking for Najee, and I'm not implicating him at all in his relative failure to this point this season, I just dropped my, my headset. Uh, I, there was no point taking him in the first pick, with their first pick. If they can't block better for him than this, there was no point taking him. Yeah, it might take him a thousand years to get to a thousand yards at this point, Alvy. All right, now some hockey for the start of the Penguin season. Uh, Mark, the Penn start training camp this week. What needs to be their focus, their biggest focus in camp? Uh, their focus needs to be surviving the time when Sid's out. We know Gino's out for an appreciable period because of his knee surgery, but now Sid with this wrist surgery that kind of came out of nowhere, uh, he's going to miss at least four games, and I would suspect more like eight. So they can't get buried uh, you know, under like a one and seven start while those guys are both out. Now, what I would do is I would play much more defensively. I'd trap it up as long as Jeff Carter's my number one center. But Mike Sullivan has never been inclined to do that. He sticks doggedly to his vision of how the Penguins should play. And I think he'll do so now and probably not to great effect. All right, back to Twitter. Biggest focus, playing solid defense in front of questionable goaltending while waiting for your superstar centers to come back. Uh, Dale? Yeah, I mean, they, they're going to have to kind of muck it up a little bit uh, early on until they get their guys back. And even at that, what's Sid going to be like when he gets back? I mean, this is his second wrist surgery in two years. Uh, you, you know, you start to wonder if maybe this is an issue for him, uh, you know, long term. So uh, they, they better figure something out here in terms of, uh, of not just relying on the stars. All right, Tim? I would say giving an extended look with an actual eye towards how do we weave in the limited prospects that we have, whether it's Poulin or Legere or whoever, uh, how can we look at these guys long term to see if they can actually impact this year's team? Because I, I think they're going to need what limited guys they have in the AHL or a prospect development camp this year that, that can actually help them before the season's over. All right, we'll see. It all starts up this week for the Pens. When we come back, we're going to go around the horn on any topic. The final word is next.
final word. Welcome back. It's time for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Tim Benz, you're first. Uh, congratulations. Well, two congratulations going out. First of all, to Pat Narduzzi, because with the Steelers losing, no one's going to care about their loss to Western Michigan. I guess he can send a thank you note to Mike Tomlin anytime soon. And also congratulations to the Pittsburgh Pirates, who yet again failed to complete a sweep. They're 15 for 15 in that regard. Got real creative this time around by blowing a lead in the ninth and the 10th to prevent it from happening against Miami. I'm just flabbergasted that they've been in position to blow 15 sweeps and actually win two out of three series or roughly there about that many times this season. Derek Shelton for manager of the year. All right, Mark, final word. It was the perfect pit football Saturday. Delightful weather. Mac opponent time to be a punching bag. And what, about 8,000 people showed up to see the Pitt Panthers lose to Western Michigan. Oh, I'm sorry. It was hilarious. It was glorious. It's time for Narduzzi to go. It's time for Heather Light to go. That football program committed suicide the minute they demolished Pitt Stadium and put a basketball facility up in its place. Nobody cares about basketball. Football drives the bus. Pitt is reaping what it sowed, and I think it's tremendous. Dale, final word. Well, you know, I was going to pile on Pitt as well, but I'm not going to do that now. What, I'm going to, what I am going to do is just talk about how great it was to have fans back at Heinz Field today. Uh, you know, there were 60... Not Saturday. Well, <laughs> but there were, 60, there were 63,000 fans in, in, in Heinz Field today and change. Uh, we haven't seen that in a couple of years. The place was rocking. It was actually difficult for Tim and I to get down there after doing the pregame show uh, at Green, on Green Tree Hill today. Uh, just the atmosphere itself. I know the Steelers didn't win, but man, it felt good to have fans back there. Albie, it was almost like Oakland was in town. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Our final word now from social media. Uh, as Tim mentioned, uh, and, and this tweet says the saying, they were close to having their first sweep maybe next year. And yes, the Pirates, Tim talked about it, another opportunity for a sweep. It falls short, 0 for 15 in that regard. So let's get you up to date on where the Pirates are right now. Oh, uh, let's not. Pirates are 56 and 93, 13 games remaining. The only thing that we have to watch is the 100 loss uh, thing, and they need to go 7 and 6 to avoid 100 losses. Albie, nobody's watching. They had 50 people for Roberto Clemente nights. That's the final word 50 for tonight. 50 more than Pitt. I'm Albie Oxenrider for Mark Dale and Tim. See you next time.